my name is uh, Paul Claus, and um, I own and operate Ultimate Thule Outfitters, Ultimate Thule Air, and we uh, live uh, year-round in the heart of the Wrangell Mountains, uh, part of the Wrangell St. Elias National Park, and <clears throat> we're surrounded by the largest non-polar glaciated area in the world. Um, and I've been flying out there. I was born in Alaska, and I've been flying in the Wrangell Mountains uh, for the last, well, <laughs> since I got my pilot's license in, uh, when I was 16 years old, so long time ago. So that's the voice you're hearing of Paul Claus, who is a pilot of Alaska for 40 or so years, flying scientists around, as well as operating Ultimate Thule Outfitters. I've been blessed to travel all over the world, and, and especially with uh, in wild places with fish flying and stuff. Uh, literally all over the world, from Africa to to the northern parts of, of Canada and Greenland and all over. And I've never I've felt like I was there was any place I'd rather be than right there where I live. Now, as a lifelong bush pilot seeing an area over a course of 40 years, Paul has witnessed a lot of uh, going-ons in Mother Nature. And when asked the question of what changes has he seen, he says... There, I live in probably one of the most... Uh, dynamic places there is on the planet and it's always changing there's change that's going on all the time so to say what's the most uh, I mean I've seen huge mountains uh, sites collapse billions of tons of material come down and change the whole face of the mountain I've seen you know glacial terminuses change but you know things are always changing so tell us a little bit about your location Paul well we we have a, quite the barometer, uh, to hold, be a whole other story, but uh, we've lived on the bank. We're the only humans that live on the entire Chitna River, and Chitna River is one of the biggest glacial, glaciated rivers in the world. And we literally live on its banks. In fact, the land that my dad originally staked through the Homestead Act in the 60s is 100% gone now. It's all gone. We did a land swap with the National Park Service because they liked this and they wanted us to stay there, and we had some other piece, another mining claim that we could trade to them for more land around us and that's why we're still there but we deal with the river all the time and so we watch the river as, as it rises and it always rises <clears throat> and it always rises heat related so uh, in summers that we have you know temperatures that go into the 90s for a long period of time it always comes up but that's not all nothing really unusual we had a good stretch last year that was a long probably longer than normal and so hence the river gets higher but uh it's just kind of a normal result when you're surrounded by the largest iced-up area in the world. Now, sometimes it's hard to imagine the vastness of Alaskan wilderness and the scale of the mountains and ranges is so enormous that a river, like the river of the Ultimate Thule Lodge sits on, is five miles wide. I, can, I was flying some climbers that was some kind of an ologist. I don't remember what kind of an ologist he was, but... I don't think he was a glaciologist, but he might have been. And we're waiting to get into the mountains, and we're staying at, at, a, at the, our place where, um, <clears throat> on the banks of the river there. And he said, uh, aren't you worried about where you're living? And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm not telling you if. It's just a matter of time. This river's going to get you. And then he went on to explain how glacial rivers work, as they deposit more material than it's taken away. And eventually the water's going to be in my front yard. And it was prophetic because it, it almost happened to, oh, it was probably, yeah. at that point, there, there was, there's an island or, where, where we live there. The river's five miles, or the river bed is five miles across, and uh, there's an island in the middle, so two and a half miles out. 
And when I was a kid, all the water was always on the other side of the river. We know a lot about it, but as far as anything more unusual, I'd say maybe last year was a little longer uh, period, but um, the amount of volume was, was not any different than other years. Now, for people like Paul Claus, who have been working in an area for several years, he feels that there's a little bit of hype from the media in regards to climate change. In fact, one of the most common questions he hears from his clients is, is what are you seeing changing in the glaciers? Well, he might have a different take because he's been watching this going on for a long time. Here's what Paul has to say. Well, first of all, I should say a little more about, I've been flying, maybe I did say, doing this uh, true science-related glacier studies uh, for more almost 20 years now. And, you know, the data that we have, which is really short, and, and I think Chris Larson, my PhD that I work with, would, be, would say this too. We don't have a whole, you know, we don't have a long, we don't have a, a true science. The data is very, real, really short on what the glaciers have been doing. In that time that we do have now, there's been, you know, a lot of, and he, and he can give you hard numbers of how much is, is lost, but it's been certainly losing. Uh, <clears throat> so now you enter, you enter, <laughs> and if you go out, but you, after you go outside of those timelines that we have, you now you enter into a belief system. Oh, has it always been doing this? Has it been, is it man-caused? You know, there's all kinds of different uh, things that want to get thrown in there. Oftentimes it's agenda-driven, uh, prove a point, uh, and, and maybe not true science. Um, one thing you never hear in the media is, you know, a, a big part of our world that we're, that we're in here was glaciated much heavier than it is now, uh, including going clear down into the middle part of the United States, Wisconsin. All of Canada was covered in ice. Well, the ice went away, right? So it's been going away for a long time. So one of the points that Paul likes to make is that the glaciers are always changing, and as a glacier pilot, they're always having to change where they land and where they take people for drop-offs, and they change from day to day. And as the season goes on for climbers or scientists out in the field doing scientific observations, a lot has to be dependent on what is going on on the ground. Some of Paul Claus's longtime clients are scientists. One is world-renowned glaciologist named Chris Larson. Chris Larson is a PhD glaciologist, and this is what Paul has to say about Chris. What I really have admired with Chris over the years of working with him, he's an unbelievable guy. I really highly respect him. Uh, but he's very, very good about differentiating what's true science and what is a belief. You know, because uh, so he'll say, you know, whatever the glaciers are deflating at X number of millions of tons of ice per year, or whatever it is, uh, and then somebody will ask him, well, is that caused by global warming? Well, then he'll say, well, I don't know that. That, but some scientists are 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 quick to put in what there might be their belief, and Chris just tells you what the hard data says. So. You have been listening to Paul Claus talk about his observations of his environment near the Wrangell St. Elias National Park. And uh, he is an owner and operator of Ultimate Thule Lodge. You can see their website at ultimatethulelodge.com. You're listening to All Cooped Up in Alaska, and I'm Katie Ryder.
Well, I was interested in learning more about the changing landscape of Alaska via the pilot's perspective. There will be a part two to this episode in which Paul Claus talks about some of his own observations of uh, changes in the landscape, landslides, and also uh, some of the work he's done with NASA. Thanks for tuning in.